Bereshit 5784. It was a difficult week to get my thoughts together, to tell you the truth, when it comes to preparing a message. This has been, as we all know, a very trying and chaotic week. Um, I wanted to talk about taking advantage of the high holy days and some of that momentum. Maybe talk about Bereshit and the creation. There's so much loaded material that I had at my disposal. But this week's been anything but a normal, relaxing week. The war that has been thrust upon Israel is something that's been on all our minds all week long. There's such heartbreaking images that we've seen, so much loss. It's been difficult trying to find guidance on what to share with you this morning. I try to be helpful and encouraging, but the feel of the week has just been, been hard. I uh, read a blog post from Rabbi Russ Resnick last night, and it says, he wrote in part, we might be tempted amid the unthinkable events of recent days to set aside our weekly Torah discussion and focus entirely on the war in Israel, a savage, uh, savage attack on the holy day of Simcha Torah demands a response that includes more Torah, not less. I found that encouraging because the Torah is that foundation of wisdom and peace and revelation. And so, Parashat Bereshit, I op- began to look through it. There's the book of Genesis in general is just so loaded with such deep stuff. We will be getting into it, of course, in the forthcoming weeks. But we begin this morning in Bereshit chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4 is where we will begin. Um, And I will read a few verses here. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. Now the man had relations with Eve, his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, I have produced a man without an eye. Then she gave birth again to his brother Abel. Abel became a shepherd of flocks while Cain became a worker of the ground. So it happened after some time that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to Adonai, while Abel, he also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat portions. Now Adonai looked favorably upon Abel and his offering, but upon Cain and his offering, he did not look favorably. Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Then Adonai said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, it will lift. But if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the doorway. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. While they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then Adonai said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? I don't know, he said. Am I my brother's keeper? Then he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. His blood, Abel's blood cried out for justice, was crying out. And with so much bloodshed happening right now, 
you know, that's something we can all connect with. We all want justice done. We all see that and just know that the ground must be crying out for that, crying out for justice. It's something that's on all of our minds. And it's something I've thought about all week, just how to, in a healthy way, negotiate what's happening in our own heads in response to the horror that we see happening. David wrote many psalms about justice and about how to respond to evil. So let's take a look at one of those, try to get a little bit more perspective as we deal with this in our heads, or at least as I deal with this in my head. Many psalms he wrote. There is a smattering of them. We're going to look at Psalm 137. It's on page 702 in the Pew Bible. <clears throat> if you have one like mine, a black one, it's page 802. Psalm 137, the title in the Tree of Life version, calls it By the Rivers of Babylon. A Psalm of David, of course. Psalm 137, verse 1. <clears throat> By the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there, we hung up our harps. For there, our captors demanded songs and our tormentors asked for joy. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Well, how can we sing a song of Adonai in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I cease to remember you. If I do not set Jerusalem above my chief joy. <clears throat> remember, Adonai, the children of Edom, when they said on the day Jerusalem fell, strip her, strip her to her very foundation. O daughter of Babylon, the devastated one, Happy is the one who repays you as you have paid us. Happy is the one who seizes your little ones and dashes them upon the rock. Now that psalm is a bit sobering, isn't it? I mean, I am all for justice and everything, but I'm just not sure I would, I would take pleasure in smiting someone's child, even an evil person's child. Then again, I have never had one of my children taken from me and killed. Then again, we should not repay evil for evil. You see, you can play this game in your head, both sides, kind of back and forth. And that's because we have that struggle within us. We have two sides to our being. This week's Torah portion the Lord makes Adam from the ground and breathes life into him. We are beings that are part this creation. We're part earthly and we're part heavenly. There's that physical part to us and that spiritual aspect. We are creatures that are spiritual and physical. Our soul, that uh, breath of life that was breathed into us, is programmed to seek the things of God. This is why so many cultures in the past thousands of years, in one way or another, have uh, developed religion and sought a creator where our souls are programmed for that. 
But the physical self is programmed to seek the things of the world. Hunger, lust, um, pride. These are physical things that have those animal-like instincts in them. We're both physical and spiritual. So seeking justice is a good thing, but sometimes the line between justice and vengeance and revenge can get blurred. You see, our soul deserves justice, our soul desires justice, but our physical bodies desire vengeance and revenge. There's a line there. We are called to a little bit of a higher standard. We are called to, as uh, Adonai told Cain, um, sin is crouching at the door. You have to master it, meaning you're not going to get sin away from the door or away from you. These are things you have to deal with and master. Our spiritual side has to be able to harness and master those physical inclinations that pop up in our heads. And so part of what justice sometimes means, biblically, isn't very satisfying because we want to see justice meted out, right? So we, that's what that, you have the desire in you to see that, but not always is that the case. Turn to uh, Romans chapter 12. It's on page 1099. This is a bit of the other side here. This is Paul really stoking our spiritual side to take control. Romans chapter 12, page 1099 in the Pew Bible. Um, Romans 12, down in verse 14 is where I'm going to begin. This isn't the easiest advice to take. <clears throat> it kind of goes against what we've all been thinking this week. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. That's hard to do. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live, harmony, live in harmony with one another, do not be proud, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own eyes, repay no one evil for evil. Give thought to what is good in the eyes of all people. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live in peace with all people. Never take your own revenge, loved ones, but give room for God's wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says Adonai. Rather, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing so, you will reap coals of fire upon his head, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. He is trying to get us to be able to master that sin that's crouching at the door, that sin that wants us to hate, that wants us to have uh, um, just frustration and loathing, even our own governments that do seem to fail and sit by and passive-aggressively allow these things to happen. It, it's hard not to bind up some of these thoughts and feelings in our hearts. But that's not healthy for your spiritual health to be in that place. Yeshua was always calling us to a higher standard. Yeshua tells us uh, that the Torah commands an eye for an eye, but what does he tell us to do? Turn our cheek to 
delay justice in a sense because justice is the Lord's. He tells us if we're being sued, just give them your coat. He tells us if you're forced to walk a mile, walk two. Yeshua is not letting evildoers off the hook, and he's not suggesting that we lie down and accept harm from somebody. He is concerned with our spiritual health. It's not healthy to have our minds consumed with thoughts of vengeance. There's a balance here. Those thoughts are from the physical. Spiritually minded, yes, justice will be done, but he set the example. Yeshua set the example when it was time for his blood to be spilt. Remember when his blood was about to be spilt, what did he say? He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And his blood cries out from the ground as well, and it cries out forgiveness. My friends, sin is crouching at the door. Uh, it desires us. It wants us to hate. It wants us to seek the death and destruction of our enemies. But let us remember all human beings are creations that are loved by God. As hard as that is for us to think about sometimes, especially when uh, we experience weeks like this where we see so much murder and so many horrific things, it invokes that animal instinct within us to want to just rage against that evil. Until Yeshua returns, Israel will always be under attack. Anti-Semitism, it runs deep in this world. The roots are not only in the uh, countries that surround it, but they run deep all the way to the communities we have here in West Michigan. But justice will be done. Evildoers will pay for their actions. Adonai will see to that. We need to see to be uh, continuing to walk in the footsteps of our master, Yeshua. The coming weeks, we are going to continue to see many things unfold. We will be supporting them, praying for them. We will be letting you know different avenues of support that we think are healthy and effective. We will be exploring signs of the end times, right? The birth pangs of the Messiah. These are all things that we should have our eyes open to. We certainly see how when you talk about the end times, how all of this fits right in. But when it comes to engaging in all that, I just wanted to really set a foundation of what Yeshua talks about grace, about justice, about peace, about the measure in which you judge others is the measure that you will be judged by. And so when we do talk about these things and these very difficult subjects, we need to be measured. We need to make sure that we're in the right place. We need to be sure that we are, um, as hard as it is, be aware that sin crouches at the door. It desires us to have these feelings. We need to have healthy, biblical, right, righteous feelings and be able to look inside ourselves and uh, separate the emotion, kind of what naturally pops up in us, and take some of that emotion and master it and know that we are disciples of our Master Yeshua, May we master our sinful tendencies of hate and resentment, showing love, kindness, and mercy and grace to everyone. May Yeshua return soon because he will bring, bring peace and healing to this fallen world. Shabbat Shalom.